Welcome to the Horror Chronicles with your hosts, Ryan and JT. Now follow us through the deep, dark realm of the horror world. Let's talk all things horror. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Horror Chronicles podcast. I'm Ryan, and with me as always... I'm JT. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You guys were waiting for it, weren't you? (laughs) Surprise not. What's up, man? Not a lot, not a lot. I see the uh, decorations are coming along last year now, finally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've been working our asses off. Uh, you know, Halloween's right around the corner. Yeah, you're usually... We're, what, three days away? Three Ooh. days from the great time. But you're usually way, like, done with your stuff by yeah, now. Yeah, uh, this year we kind of put some stuff off. We, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't really know. Probably laziness was more of the... Well, busy. You know, we've been starting this. We've been, we have been busy. You know, we're doing the podcast and stuff now, so it's kind of like... It's just busy. Life gets you busy, man. It does. It kind of gets away from you. But yeah, um, we, uh, you know, I, I, you saw the new tomb yeah, that, that nice. I built the other night. Uh, looks pretty cool. I've been yeah. wanting to build one of those. That uh, They call those a My Beloved tomb. And that's kind of why we put the skeleton girl on her knees beside it, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like she's weeping. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of cool. The lid will slide open on it, and there's a fog machine in there, so the fog just kind of rolls up over the top of it. It, it. Pretty creepy effect. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, um, especially since you guys got to realize this is all him making stuff. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, my wife and I are really into Halloween, <laughs> and we build a lot of it stuff. It looks store-bought, though. Like when I pull up on it, because like the wind well, had thanks, blown. it's not supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, it looks good, though. Right. basically Thank what I'm you. saying. You know what I mean? Thank like, you. it looks like it's something you would buy that someone built. Like, Yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about this thing for a while. We build a lot of our own stuff, like my flying crank ghost and the mausoleum. Oh, yeah. I built him. You know what we should do? We should get some pictures and put them on the Facebook page. For sure. For That's sure. what we should do. For yeah. sure. That way people yeah. can kind of see what you do. I've got a few taken, but I need to do that at night because it looks really creepy when everything's lit up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, the whole cemetery with the mausoleum with the ghost in the back. And yeah. now that new tomb. And those, when it's do, well, those, those two guys you made, the ones that, what are those, pray, the, with the, like, the, the praying ones or whatever, they got their. St- oh, the. Uh, the uh, mud men is what they call them. That's because you, you basically make them with a, like there's a frame underneath them and mm-hmm. you put burlap over them and you coat them in this, they call it monster mud. It's basically paint and plaster mixed together and you just kind of smear it on them. Those look uh, cool. They, yeah, they look like a couple monks standing there. Yeah. We put candles on them and, you know. They look cool out there. I seen those pulled up today when I was pulling it's the out. little details. Yeah, it looks good. It, it looks really good, though, for but, real. Yeah, yeah I, we get really excited about this time of the year. But, yeah, I'm glad of getting it done. But uh, So today, everybody, we're going to be doing a urban legend. Oh, yeah. Urban legends. And, uh, yeah, we love urban There's legends. There's a bunch of them out there. A ton of them. I love urban legends. They're some of my favorites. Um, and there's some that, you know, that aren't really talked about. Like, I kind of talked to you about this one before. And I think you said you hadn't really heard of it, but it was, I can't remember the exact name of Look It Up, as a matter of fact, but it's uh, The Licked Hand or something like that. The what? Yeah, so check that out. Like, I'm, we're, we're going to have to cover this one on a podcast, but anyway, basis of it is something like the this girl, 
her hand is hanging over the side of the bed, and she has a dog that, you know, licks her hand sometimes and stuff like that. Well, it happens every night, blah, blah, or whatever. Well, her dog, I think, winds up dead or something, and then her hand's still getting licked or something like that, and she has a mirror on her uh on like her on dresser, a wall or, or dresser or something, okay. and she could see she. So she looks up because she, she knew her dog was had died. So she looks up and like uh, there's a guy licking her hand. Oh my god! From under her bed. So yeah, there's more to it. Wow. So we're, we're definitely gonna look that one up. But uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty man, cool we one. just took this in a totally different direction. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's so many out there that there are that there are. like that that. People know, but not a lot of people know. I figured yeah. if anyone would know, you would know it, but you didn't. I, you know, I've never heard that one before. Yeah, I mean, I've yeah. heard some crazy ones, like the, you know, the whole, uh, uh, what's the one where you wake up in a bathtub full of ice in a hotel yeah. room and you're missing a kidney, you know. There's some the, crazy. The guy with the hook on his hand and it's dangling from the car door. Yeah, you know? yeah, the hook. But I, there's a lot of them out there. Of course, today we're going to talk about my favorite, mm-hmm. and that's the Vanishing Hitchhiker. Which is a good one, too. Which, yes. And I just, yes. like a week ago, I mean, we didn't pick nobody up, but a week ago we were driving home. It's night, it's probably like 9 o'clock. We were driving home. We were on a straight stretch that's right, right before my driveway. There's a straight stretch on the, on the road. And we're driving, and I start to slow down and stuff, and my wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, you don't see those three people walking? She's like, there's nobody walking up there. What are you talking about? I'm like, there's three people up there. And there was nobody there. And I literally seen bum, bum, bum. I literally seen three people walking to like towards us. And she's like, There is nobody there. What are you talking about? So I'm like, what the wow. hell? Yeah, so I mean That's... it is what it is. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. But everybody knows what urban legends are. I mean, so Well, maybe we should talk about that. Yeah, we'll start um, getting that a little bit. So urban legends for you people that don't know, are basically old folklore tales. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been around forever. It's you know usually a story that you've heard from a friend of a friend of a friend, yeah, or sisters, brothers, uncles, cousins, or yeah. something. You know, really, when when it comes down to it, these stories they kind of get into your Psyche, yeah, kind of, kind of like they get under your skin, and mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of them are things that could possibly happen. They could possibly not happen. Yeah, uh, some of them are really far fetched, like you know, the losing a kidney in a bathtub. But uh, yeah, I mean, well, it's saying sometimes like your parents, your parents would tell you something like if you don't go to bed at a certain time. I know there's some legends in different areas of the world, like if you don't go to bed, that's this person's gonna come get you at nighttime, or this thing is gonna come at you at nighttime. And I was—I gotta remember. I'm gonna look it up sometime. But I remember seeing. A, a, I was watching something on TV, and it was about urban legends and scary stories and stuff. And there was one really good one about that, about some girl that, or woman that comes after you at nighttime if you don't if you don't go to sleep or whatever. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's pretty cool stuff. That that stuff's creepy. I remember. <clears throat> I don't know if it was necessarily an urban legend. But I remember whenever uh, I was younger, I was watching Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, I love that show. Love that show. And um, they had an episode about, it was like a 12-foot-tall a woman that uh, came up and down the riverbank, like screaming up and down the riverbank. And she was all, you know, nasty looking in a white dress, blue skin, dark, long hair, was soaking wet. And she would go up and down the riverbank at night. And if she seen you, she would come at you screaming super fast and stuff like that. And um, sounds this, lovely. Yeah, dude, it sounds awesome. <laughs> it sounds creepy as hell, really. But 
that's something that'd be cool to see i think personally but you know i'm weird yeah, yeah. <laughs> we but, all know this <laughs> but anyway that's why we're doing this because yeah. we're both weirdos weirdos um, but anyway so uh let's get into the vanishing hitchhiker a little bit here see see what's going on okay so I, most people have heard the story mm-hmm. it usually usually starts with you know somebody driving down a road usually it's a guy and he sees a beautiful woman standing on the side of the road and says, hey, you know, I'm going to pull over and give this girl a lift. You know, she looks like she needs help. So he'll pull over, invite her into his car. She'll get in, which is really odd as I started tracking down these stories. Most of the time they get in the back seat. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she'll get in the car and uh, give him directions on where she needs to go. And he'll continue on his journey and he's going to give this girl a ride home most of the time he will get to the destination and this girl will either get out of the car and vanish or sometimes they don't even get out of the car they just gone they're just gone yeah usually the guy will pick up the girl he'll take her to her parents house pull up in the driveway He'll look towards the house. When he turns around to ask, you know, to talk yes, to her, yeah. she'll be gone. Yeah. He usually, in the story, usually goes to the house, knocks on the door. The parents will open the door or answer the door. And he'll he'll say, uh, you know, I just picked up so-and-so. So-and-so. Do you know this girl? And usually it come, come to find out it, it is their daughter who has been dead for years. A lot of times the parents, they've been through this situation numerous times and they'll explain to the man, you know, our daughter's been dead for years and this is not the first time this has happened. Sometimes in these stories it goes even farther where the girl will be cold so the man will give her his jacket and she will disappear with it. In those instances, the parents will tell him, you know, our daughter is, has passed away and she's, you know, and the, the man doesn't believe them and they will direct him towards her grave and he will get to, he, he'll find her grave in the local uh-huh. cemetery and find his jacket folded neatly on top of her tombstone. Yes, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the whole, you know, her getting in the back seat thing, I think... Mm, that may have been something that adds just people did to add to the lore because you think about it, the atmosphere of it you're in the front seat she's behind you in the back seat right. you're looking at her normally probably through their through rear, the rear view, view. mirror yeah. Yeah. so like it adds that that extra little bit yeah. of creepiness to you oh, know yeah. and i and which is awesome because it does add it oh know? yeah you, yeah it's it's uh it's definitely a creepy story if it has ever happened to you you'll never forget it it has personally never happened to me um, yeah. I honestly, I know this is going to sound weird. I would love for that to happen to me. Yeah. But I don't pick up hitchhikers. Me so, either. Not anymore anyway. You know. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> Nowadays, you can't. <laughs> uh, you can't trust anybody. Yeah, at all. Especially but, a ghost. Yeah. But uh, I know, um, I remember seeing a video online. And I don't know 
if it uh, is real, of course, you never know. It's on. I think I've seen it on YouTube. I look, go down the spiral of ghost stories and yeah, oh, stuff, yeah. you know. Yeah. But um, these three guys, no, it's two guys and a girl. They picked up this girl walking down the side of the road, and uh, she was really decrepit looking. Like, not she didn't look like she was dead, but she looked like she had been had a bad night or a really really good night. Either way, you want to however you want to see that. But uh, and she gets in. And um, she didn't say nothing. Like, hey, came. She gets in the car real fast, and there's like, so what's what's wrong? What's going on? And she just looks forward. And then she finally says, you know, just go this way, go like go that way, she or whatever. Well, then like they get down the road a little bit, and once they get to a certain part of the road, the chick just starts screaming bloody murder, and like from the person videotaping from the back seat, what I think is the girl. Okay. Uh, she like goes right up on the camera screaming, and it ends. So I don't know if it was real or not, but it was creepy as hell. Right, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It, it added to it. There's not there's not many movies out there. Uh, in fact, I can't think of any movies that revolve around a vanishing hitchhiker. Because I don't know that you could stretch that out into a two-hour segment. Yeah, you possibly could. The The movie that comes to mind that comes the closest is this movie called The Passage, I think is what it's called. And it's not even really a vanishing hitchhiker story. It's you know kids go out and their their car gets you know they see something spooky on this road because uh-huh. they hear it's a haunted road and and uh, you know strange things yeah, happen. Yeah, it's it's, def- it's definitely something that you would see on like a Twilight Zone or Tales from yeah. the Crypt. Yes, in fact, there is a Twilight Zone episode that is very similar, and I think I, I don't remember the name of it. I think it's called are you going my way or something like that mm-hmm. um basically this this woman has taken some money from her boss and she has left town and she's driving cross country and and every so often she sees the same old man standing by the side of the road with his thumb out hitchhiking and every time he looks at her and waves well at some point well towards the end of the episode she sees the man and she keeps seeing him more frequently and frequently, and she's just trying to get away from the guy, so she's running and running and running. And she sees the old guy standing somewhere. She, I think she pulls in to uh, a convenience store or a gas station or something and sees the old guy there, and she just says, oh, no, I'm, no. Yeah, and I ain't takes you off. <laughs> well, she ends up getting caught by a train. There's a train going across the road, so she has to stop. And the next thing she knows, she looks in her rearview mirror, and this old guy is standing right behind the car. (laughs) And he walks around to the window, and he taps on the window. And I don't remember what he says to her, but he ends up getting in her car. And and the the episode ends, uh, you know, the woman finally realizes who this guy is and why he's there. And and you just get the feeling that she has died. Yeah. And this whole episode is her, her trying to get away from death. Oh, cool. That's cool. So, yeah, it's a pretty cool episode. If, you know, definitely yeah. worth a check out. Yeah. So, but, yeah, you definitely, <clears throat> I don't think you'd be able to, unless you went hardcore into the characters of the show, you wouldn't able to make that into an hour and a half, two hours. No, movie. no, no. Now, you, it, it may pop up in some sort of anthology film. Yeah, you know, you know like, like, you know, you know, when I say anthology film, I'm talking something like, along the lines of creep show or trick yeah. or treat or something like that it's different stories uh, it may have popped up in something like that but i really don't know i haven't found anything yet yeah it's, but it, i mean the stories are stories of the, like this are kind of just something that's uh 
like a personal thing. It is. Like you said, it it's something that you, very personal. It's something that that usually you're the only one that seen it, and you know, no one else is really going to be able. It's like a yeah, it's a personal deal. It's every yeah. everyone yeah. probably different. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what's interesting about the whole story is is there are so many different variations of it that go all the way back to the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a story in the Bible about the Apostle Philip appears on the side of the road and the sky picks him up in his chariot and he ends up talking to Philip and decides that, hey, there's a river there. I need to be baptized. So the sky takes Philip down to the river. Philip baptizes him in the river and after he is baptized, the Lord comes down and takes Philip and he disappears. Well, and then this guy just goes about his merry way, yeah. you know. But there are so many different types. Uh, yeah, variations of the story. Right, right. You know, it's happened to men, it's happened to women. Uh, there's even cases, you know, and it's not just in the United States. It's happened over in Europe. There's a story in uh, in Mexico and I think the guy's name was, I, I know this sounds out there, but I think his <laughs> last name was Rodriguez. He was a cab driver that picked a woman up, and she disappeared inside his cab. Uh, sometimes these ghosts get in your vehicle. It's usually always invited, but sometimes it's not. Um, Backstories years ago, they used to talk about how these ghosts would either jump in the car or jump up on the running board of the cars as they were driving down the road. Sound like an Uber driver. Yeah. <laughs> some of their, a lift, some of their stories. Yeah. Oh yeah. But uh there are some there's some creepy tales out there if you really dig into it. It's Yeah, like I said, I I, cool I, I like the whole aspect of them getting in the back seat cuz like you that's super creepy, yeah. you know. It is. You're looking it in, is. they're behind you and then you're looking through there. Cuz you're very vulnerable when yeah, somebody in, is yeah, behind you. That's your bet. You know, yeah. like I said, I've done, you know, martial arts stuff and that's the key. You get yeah. you get someone's back, son, and oh, yeah. normally um, it's going to be over, you know. Yeah. So, but uh yeah, just imagine that, you know, you're going down the road and there's someone popping up. You look in your back your rearview mirror and there's someone in your back seat. You know, I always check my. It's, it's, I do too. For me, for me, and you know why? You know why I always look at my back seat? <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. Halloween yeah. when Michael Myers is in the back seat and Nancy. Uh, yeah, what was her name? Her last name. Well, her bracket. Uh, her uh, her father was Sheriff Bracket. Yes. So, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, so Nancy goes out she's and gets go in the boyfriend. car. She's going to go pick up her boyfriend. Yeah, she's going to pick up her boyfriend. She yeah, goes out to yeah. the car. The door's locked. Uh-huh. She's like, oh, I forgot my keys. Well, she sings it. No keys. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of funny. So she goes back in the house, comes back out. The door's unlocked. She gets in the car and realizes the windows are fogged up. Well, guess what? Yeah. Michael Myers is in the back seat. And there wasn't and a good time. she didn't time. look. <laughs> so it's funny. I have always looked in the I always look in the back seat whenever yeah, I get for in the me, car. For me, uh, I'm a weirdo. I prepare for everything. Call me a prepper, whatever you want to say. It's I a pre- doomsday prepper. Yes, I prepare for everything. So like just doing it in martial arts, you always have situational awareness, which is kind of funny to me because I love horror movies. 
and there's always the obvious. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, in my head, and, I, and I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm that guy. I won't ruin a horror movie. If I'm in the theater, I won't say nothing. I won't do nothing. I have to go into it with the mind of this is entertainment. Do not think about it. But sometimes, like, you got these people walk into a room, and there's someone hanging from the roof, like, or up in the roof in the corner. How do you not notice that, bro? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. like, for me, but for me, I always take my back seat just because I'm always, I look, I'll walk around the vehicle and make sure, you know, that's just who I am. But it's also kind of because of creepy shit. People can get in there and freaking, you just never know, man. Like, yeah. We've seen it happen numerous oh, yeah. times in, in the movies that we watch. Michael Myers gets away with it all the time. He does. <laughs> he does. But Michael Myers is the man. The man. The shape. Yeah, exactly. So, but uh, yeah, this is a really good one, and like I said, it's they're they're more personal. They're definitely they are. personal stories, they are. Uh, and sometimes more than one person will see the same ghost. Yes, yeah, the same spirit. Yes. And today we're gonna get into a good one of those, but uh, it's a, a well-known one. You yes, know? it's very very famous, um, and of course we're talking about the uh, the story of Resurrection Mary. So. Resurrection Mary started from a story out of Chicago, Illinois. There is a road up in Chicago that runs from Chicago through several different counties. And and, uh, I'm not sure where it ends, but it runs through this uh, Justice County. But the story of Resurrection Mary is pretty interesting. Started 1920s, 1930s. The the story goes that Mary uh, went to a dance with her boyfriend. They were having a good time, you know, dancing at this dance hall. Um, what was the name of that place? Uh, I'm drawing a blank on the name of the place. Uh, it has now changed hands, and I think now it's called the Westfield Hall or something like that. Mm. Anyway, her and her boyfriend end up getting in a fight, and she decides that she doesn't want to be around him anymore, so she's just going to walk home. But it was kind of chilly out that night. She leaves the ballroom and starts walking down Archer Avenue, and she doesn't get too far down the road and is struck and killed by a hit-and-run driver. And they just left her for dead. They didn't stop. Mm -hmm. Never came back. Nobody ever knew who hit her. Well, her parents ended up burying her in Resurrection Cemetery, which is right down the road. They buried her in her white party dress and her dancing shoes because that's what she loved to do. She loved to dance. So you go forward a few years, and the the first sightings of her were in 1932. There were sightings of her on the road, but nobody really thought too much about it. Uh, the biggest, the first known case of her interacting with anybody was in 1939. And it was a guy, his name was Gerald Palace, and he was at this dance hall, and the dance hall, I, I remember that one, it was called the Liberty and Grove Dance Hall. And he met this beautiful blonde-haired girl at this dance hall and struck up a conversation with her. They danced all night had a good time at the end of the night she was going to head home and he knew it was pretty cold outside so he offered to give her a ride she agreed and they got in his car and she directed him 
down Archer. <clears throat> yeah, down Archer Avenue. So they drove for a while and they talked, and he started noticing that they're not really anywhere around. You know, there's nothing around oh, them. Yeah. So as they're driving, she uh, she says to him, she says, uh, "I need you to pull over." And so he obliged. He pulled over. And he was like, why, why do you want me to pull over here? And she said, well, this is where I need to get out. And he kind of looked around, and he could see way, way off in the distance on the right side of the car, way out in the woods, there were a few houses, but it was pretty far out there. And he thought, you know, why, why is she getting out here? And he said, you know, I can take you to your house. Why do you need to get out here? And uh, she said, well, this is where I need to, need to go. And he said, well, can I walk you home? And she said, where I'm going, you can't follow me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he thought that was kind of odd. As they were sitting there, he looked to his left out the driver's side of the vehicle, and he noticed they were right in front of Resurrection Cemetery. When he turned back around to talk to her, she had shut the door. She was out of the car. Well, he assumed that she was going to run through the woods to these houses. Well, she didn't. She ended up running across Archer Avenue towards the front gate of Resurrection Cemetery. And when she reached the front gates of Resurrection Cemetery, she vanished. This guy told this story. Like I said, it happened in 1939. This guy wholeheartedly believed in this story, and he believed it until his death in 1992. Um, this guy retold this story on numerous TV shows. He was even on Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. Uh, very creepy story. Very creepy. Yeah, and it's crazy, too, because, like, um, you know, knowing about ghosts, because, I, like I've talked about before, I had my own ghost hunting team and stuff, and I'll be getting in that again eventually. But, um, you know, that's a – that goes to show you that there's a intelligent – what they call an intelligent haunting – yeah, because they know yes. they know you're There's there. There's residual. And you know residual. Yeah, you know they know you're. And she clearly knew, and oh, yeah. evidently she was oh, at yeah. a place dancing with this person, which is a lot of people don't even think about. It. That's that's the craziest part to me is that she was there dancing with, with somebody with at this guy. at this place forever. Yeah. yeah, and with all these people around. So that means either a they seen this weird dude out on the dance floor by himself, looking all crazy, dancing with somebody, or b everyone there seen her. So that means everyone must have seen her there, which is crazy to me. You know that, right? Right. Because yeah. or they said that look, they didn't send him the crazy guy because he was out yeah. there dancing by himself. Yeah. So like, yeah. well, and maybe maybe he was maybe. And that's you know, you know, it's crazy. Maybe people just didn't uh, didn't ever uh, tell him anything because like didn't want to approach the dude. Yeah. <laughs> He's out there dancing by himself. Yeah. You know, Mary has been seen by numerous people throughout the years. If you if you guys are interested in the story, there's a fantastic book put out by Troy Taylor called Resurrection Mary. Which um, is right in front of us. Right yeah, now. in fact, I've got it laying right here because there's a couple little things I want to read to you out of this. Um, but it is actually called Resurrection Mary, History and Hauntings of Chicago's Archer Avenue. Uh, fantastic book. There is a ton of information in here. Uh, if you haven't checked out Troy Taylor yet and you're into the paranormal, 
shame on you. This yeah. guy has got some fantastic stuff out there. He has got a ton of books, and I've, I've got quite a few of them. I've met him on several occasions. He's very genuine, very authentic. Um, He's got a few podcasts, too. He does. He does. Uh, uh, him and uh, this guy, Cody Beck, are doing this one called American Hauntings Podcast. Which is cool. Which is really good, really good. And they tell all these stories. I am sure that this story has come up on his podcast because this is one of Troy Taylor's favorite stories. He absolutely is infatuated with this. Yeah. Um, and has been since he was a kid. And it's kind of funny. For him, he... Uh, he said that he got into it when he was a little kid. There was uh, some cereal company, I think it was Honey Smacks or something yeah. like that. Like around Halloween, they they had like a record that was built into the box, and you could cut out the back of the cereal box. Oh, that's cool. And play this record on your record player. That's pretty One cool. of the stories on that record was The Vanishing Hitchhiker. And, and it was a lot like the first story I told you where the man goes to the house, uh-huh. they lead him to the graveyard, and he finds his jacket on the tombstone. Yeah. I, just creepy stuff. I mean, yeah, really cool stuff. Yeah, if, if you are interested at all, I'd highly recommend picking up this book. And it's got more in it than just the story of Resurrection Mary. There is a ton of information in here about different hauntings around... Uh, around Archer Avenue. There's several cemeteries that have had known sightings. Uh, I, there's just a, a, a wealth of information in this book. Really cool stuff. Really cool. Yeah, and uh, it's, like you said, it, it would be really, it'd be really cool to be able to uh, have that experience. It would be. It I've would had be. stuff happen to me before, you know, like I said, well, I mean, I kind of, like I said the other day, with, with the three people I seen walking up the road. Right. Right. I mean, it could have been, I guess, my eyes. I work, you know, 12-hour shifts, so, I mean, it could have just been my eyes saying, just time to go to bed. But, you know, um, I've had quite a few things happen to me. I've never talked to a ghost, personally, you know, and I, or had one dance with me all night long at a freaking dance hall, and then... I've never danced with one. Um, have I talked to them? Yes. Uh, when I was younger... Uh, me and a couple of buddies of mine, we played with a Ouija board a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. I should be possessed. Or maybe repossessed. you are. I don't know. Maybe I am. Maybe that's <laughs> what's wrong with me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we used to play with a Ouija board a lot and contacted several spirits. Had some creepy stuff happen when I was a kid, but that's a story for another time. Which we will tell. We'll get into um, our personal stuff. But, uh, but, you know, if you don't mind, though, I would like to talk about this other encounter with Resurrection Mary real quick. Oh, yeah, sure. This happened August 10th of 1976. So basically there was a a guy driving down Archer Avenue, and as he drove past Resurrection Cemetery, he noticed that there was a, a woman in a white dress inside the cemetery. And he thought that was really odd. He kind of stopped, and he watched her for a minute, and she was roaming around the tombstones and up by the front gate of the cemetery, which was closed. Not knowing what to do, he continued on down Archer Avenue, and he went to the Justice uh, Sheriff's Department and told them that, you know, hey, I've seen a woman. I think she's locked inside the cemetery. Um, You know, you might want to send somebody down there to help them. So they sent a police officer, one of the deputies, 
down to Resurrection Cemetery, and he pulled up to the front gates, and he didn't see anything. He kind of spotlighted the cemetery and didn't see anything. He ended up calling out on his radio, uh-huh. you know, the loudspeaker. Yeah, loudspeaker. loudspeaker. Over, yeah. He ended up calling out on the loudspeaker, and nobody responded. So uh, he thought, well, I'll get out of the car and kind of investigate a little Walk bit. Around. The cemetery gate's locked. He can't get in there. So he gets out of the car, and he's got his flashlight. Uh, he's got his flashlight in his hand, and as he walks up to the gate, he notices something really strange. Two of the bars on the gate are like twisted and kind of smashed together, and they're like a, a burnt black color. And he can see like texture of skin and fingerprints in these bars. According to legend, I guess it is, is yeah. that's where Resurrection, Resurrection Mary was actually seen standing. Now, of course, the cemetery completely denied it, and they they said, "Oh no, we were working on the gates." Blah blah blah. It, you know, and maybe could they be were. true. Could maybe be. they were. But shortly after the story came out, they ended up cutting those two bars out of the yeah out of the gate. I, I I'm assuming they got bombarded by people that wanted to see evidence of resurrection. Yeah, memory. and what's you know what's weird about that is it's like why were they burnt like like if you you can envision in your in your head that. If it was her, she had a hold of them, and something happened. And her and she bent them and burned them and twisted them. But I mean, that's usually something that's kind of demonic. You know, it's not really a ghost type thing. Right, right. right. So like maybe she's, maybe she's getting away from something. You know, uh, maybe something wants her. Maybe. You know, uh, it's it's weird because like and something that I think about. Um, I was listening to another podcast and uh, they were talking about how uh, they're talking about movies, about ghosts. Preferably the movie Ghost with um, with Patrick oh Swayze. Well, what he was saying, he had. Okay, Are we going to do a clay bowl one? No, 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 no. There's a guy. There's a guy. He's a really super smart guy named Neil deGrasse Ty, Neil deGrasse Ty, Tyson. Oh yeah, he's an astrophysicist. Yes. Well, he was talking about. They're talking to. They, he was on Joe Rogan Experience for everyone. Um, that's who are listening to this, and they're talking. Just so you know, he was on Rachel Ray the other day too. Yeah, he's on. Not that I watch Rachel Ray, but but that's where he's seen it at because he's watching. Well, that's it. where I see it. <laughs> but anyway, um, they were talking about how it's funny that you know he's walking through walls and stuff, and he can't shake no one's hand, and he can't do this, and he can't do that, but yet he can sit down on a couch because <laughs> there's there's a scene in there. That's a good point. And that's in the. Basically, what Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about is that he can't watch movies because in his he- own head, like I was talking about earlier with me, I let stuff go. I let it go. I go to the into a movie saying this is entertainment. This is all I'm here for is to be entertained. Let it entertain you. He can't do that. So I, even on the th- stuff that w- all of us and definitely me and JT for sure don't understand, like the mathematics to certain stuff and like when he watches a spaceship movie or something, oh, that could never work. This wouldn't work. Why is this here? I do that all the time. I'm yeah, sorry. but I can't. I try to let myself go on that. But he said, but he brought up a pretty good point. And I was just, like, he sits down on a couch and sits there and does other stuff. But he can't. But he walks through walls and he can't pick something up and he can't. Maybe the couch is haunted too. Yeah. Well, I th- and and here I was thinking about this. Maybe it's something like he's trying so hard to pick something up. You know, because he's focusing mm-hmm. on it. But when he gets frustrated or something, I can't remember the exact scene, but he goes to sit down like it's just an everyday thing. So it just happens because it's not 
He's not focused on it's the just, Lord. It's just, okay, yeah, this is what I do, so it's this is what he does, which made a lot of sense to me, you know? So, like, people freaking think that... It's just a normal incident happening to a paranormal person. Yeah, you know, he just sits down like his regular day. I, I did, sorry, I, I've been thinking about that since I heard that, and I'm like... <laughs> I, so you know how sometimes when you're listening to a podcast, which you guys probably do, you're like talking to the podcast, like no, 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 that's wrong, dude. This is what it is. You like, so like you're you wish you could just call into the thing, but it's already recorded. So I, like, I, I did that just the other day. <laughs> the, these guys were talking about the movie Salem's Lot, and they didn't even know the names of the characters. I'm like, I'm yelling at my radio, and then I then it dawned on me, oh shit, they can't hear me. Yeah, you just wish you'd call in, like listen. This is what's going on, damn it. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to go off on that much of a tangent on that, but but I just think uh with the whole with the whole thing, you know, she could have clearly got out if it was her. However, it's just there's everybody adds their own little twist to things, right. so to speak. Right. That uh you know, and nobody nobody really knows what is going on in, in the cemetery. Uh, just a little backstory: that Resurrection Cemetery is like one of the largest cemeteries in the state of Illinois, um, and possibly one of the largest in the country. Dude, I would love to go there. Very big, very big cemetery. I would love to go there. Um, I, yeah, I would love to see it at some point. And her her headstone is it still there? Her stuff's all still there. That I don't know. I, I would assume it is. Dude, that'd be you know, awesome to go. I, there's not many times where you know graves are moved unless you're in the movie Poltergeist. Well, it happens. It but happens. It, it, it does happen. It does happen. As a matter of fact, I think I just read something the other day about a place that uh, was moving a cemetery. They well, they did. Um, this lady moved into this this new complex. What was it? It was on a TV show. One of the TV shows, which we will probably talk about, uh, but it's called Kindred Spirits. I've heard of that show. And it's got these two people that were on, used to be on Ghost Hunters. Taps, you know, the original okay. Taps, they were on the Taps yeah. team. Um, but uh, this lady had a, a plaque or something of a World War II soldier grave, like a headstone. Mm -hmm. You know the ones that are on the, gra that yeah. go on the ground? It was in their backyard. They were digging. Wow. wow. To, uh, and I can't remember. I didn't watch the rest of it because, like, I have kids. <laughs> so, yeah. like, yeah. I try to get into something, and they're like, oh, you're not going to do that anymore because I want to do this. So that's right. usually how that right. goes. But, um, I mean, yeah, it'd be interesting, man. It'd be, I mean, if you think about it, a lot of the Native Americans, their stuff got trampled over. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, For, sure. For sure. And if you, and, um, you know what was cool about them was, you hear stories about they would go into these uh they would go into these these like huts that were like completely closed off and they would go in there and they would smoke their peace pipes and talk Peyote. to the spirits of the you know uh -huh. their spirit uh, world yeah um i always found that very intriguing well have you ever heard of ayahuasca uh -uh. ayahuasca or dmt dmt your body produces naturally that's how okay. you that's why you dream DMT is a drug, and I learned all of this through Joe Rogan experience. So nice. if, I, if I'm wrong, I need to start listening to him. I don't think I'm wrong at all because I've also heard a lot of other people talk about it. Neil deGrasse Tyson talked about it when he's on there. A lot of smart, very smart people talk about it when they're on there. But uh, DMT, your body naturally produces, and that's why you have dreams. It, when you go, to, and that's why I also you had dreams because of Freddy Krueger. <laughs> but uh, but uh, 
that's why when you die, people say you get that euph- euphoric feeling. Mm-hmm. You feel at home. You feel peace. At peace. Yeah. Uh, your body's producing high amounts of DMT. And um, basically, your body, grass has D- is full of DMT. There's all kinds of foods that are full of DMT, but your body produces MAOI inhibitors in your right. stomach. Right, Okay, yeah. And um, that blocks the you from tripping, basically, on this DMT every day. And uh, but you can you can if you use ayahuasca, which is the the old school way and that Native Americans I don't know if Native Americans use it but like uh in the jungles they used it it's two different plants one has these blockers that blocks the MAOI inhibitors okay blocks them out and then the other one you take for the DMT and when you take them together your stomach doesn't uh, block it out so that's so you trip. And it's a very long and pretty, like you throw up, you do all kinds of crap. But you, but anyway, you trip for like a while. You now you can go somewhere and actually do straight DMT. It lasts for like 15 minutes. You don't have none of that stuff, but you can do straight DMT. And um, but the what's what I'm getting to here is everybody who does it winds up seeing the same. There's a little figure that they see in a corner. Of like their per- peripheral vision. From what I'm understanding, I haven't done so it. Like but a shadow person? No, or? it's a, it's a being, and they talk to it. Every person sees the same one. So that's why they say. Whoa. <clears throat> that's why they say you go into a uh, the other. Di- there's different dimensions, you know, or different. Um, yeah, different dimensions, and they say that this opens your mind up. Because like the human mind is something that's crazy, man. We don't. Really oh, understand. we we only we only know. 10% of what the mind can do. Well, and that's what they said. With this, it opens your mind up to something. And, um, like, everybody has this, don't have the same experience, but they see the same being, and they talk to the same. They talk to these beings. And there's there's different ones, too, they talk to. Like, there's these little gnomes. Everybody sees them. Almost everybody sees the gnomes. You get to a certain level with this DMT stuff. It's like Christmas. It's crazy, man. It's pretty cool. Wow. Like, I've never done drugs at all. I know I'm boring. Oh, my God. But uh, I feel like I'm in chemistry class in high school. Here. I learned so much. I know it's funny because like that's what everybody talks about me because like I know so much about drugs. Period. But I've never really I've never used drugs at all. But I know almost everything about them just because it's interesting to me, dude. Because the mind's interesting, dude. The stuff you could do, it's just crazy. I know what they do to you. Yeah. <laughs> you look like you know what they do Man. to you. <laughs> no, but I. Uh, but anyway, that's what I was getting to with the spirit thing is that they go they they talk to the spirits, man. And like it's yeah. There's another plane, you know right. what I'm saying? Well, and that goes along with the Indians that we were talking that's what, about. Yeah, and that's what I was rolling I mean, around into. They get into this they they get into this different dimension. They talk to the to the, and that's that's my whole point about wanting to do stuff like this yeah. and talk about stuff like this. There's something else out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I truly believe that. You know, and you're talking about dimensions and stuff, that could lead us down a whole other rabbit hole of, you know, are there are there alternate dimensions? And if we're doing this in this dimension, what are we doing in this other dimension and this dimension? You, you know, have got and, to listen to the, the Joe, Joe Rogan experience. Dude. We're, we're going to get into some crazy stuff later. Yeah, and I'm because, like, dude, these guys, even Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, Jordan Peterson, these other guys that were mm-hmm. super smart, they're talking about how. I'm sitting here thinking you're super smart now. I love it. I sound like I'm smart, and I'm not. <laughs> But uh, for once, he sounds smart and not yes, just smart ass. Yes, I'll still be a smart ass till the day I die. 
But, uh, but um, they talk about there's, in, there's infinite dimensions and infinite dimensions inside those infinite dimensions. And they say that everything that you do is being done at the exact same time as you're right. I mean, it's in all these different dimensions. It's, it's all happening. It's dude. It gets blows your mind. So what you're saying is, there's two other jack legs sitting in a different dimension, talking into a microphone about about the spirit world. Dude, it's just crazy. Like, and, but they could be doing something different though. It's it's fu- it's so weird, man. Maybe the other two guys are naked. Yes. Well, what? Then it's the same thing that's going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> I got my shirt on. <laughs> I got my socks on. Whoa! <laughs> but anyway, uh, no. But but what I was saying with this, the DMT thing is really really cool, and that's that why it's cool. And that's that why you're. Cool. And that's why you're. You know, I definitely dream. need to check that out. You look you have into to send it. me the link to that. And um, you know, um, that's why you dream. With your body naturally produces DMT, and what's crazy about it is, is that it's illegal. In certain in certain spaces, you know what I'm saying, and like it's I don't know it's. I want to do it, yeah. <laughs> but oh, yeah. Yeah. you have to trust the person you're with to do it because if someone's around messing with you, then you're going to be going on a bad right. trip. Right. And they say that you have to let it take over. A lot of people try to resist it and not let it take you where it's taking you. And when you resist it, that's when you start having a really bad trip on it. Or I don't whatever. know. I think I'd be too paranoid to do it. Yeah. It's just, you have to really be in a comfortable spot. That's why yeah, a lot of people go to the actual jungle and do the ayahuasca stuff. There's a whole, they, um, <clears throat> dude, they have a shaman who plays a, a song, does a song that's strictly made for this DMT trip. And everyone, and when you hear it, it goes along with the whole, it's cr- so crazy, wow. man. And what's wow. cool, what's cool about it is too, from what that, what I'm hearing is, like the the language these beings talk to you in is not your language, but you understand them and you speak back to them in that language. So we're not speaking like for us, they're not speaking English. They're speaking a completely different thing. You're speaking the same thing and understand them. Wow. So it crazy. But anyway, I mean, we just went on a freaking ten minute tangent about DMT. <laughs> it was cool though. It was cool. I learned a lot. Yeah. So, but um. Anyway, back to uh, some scary stuff. I mean, yeah, you've got a fantastic story about this place. Uh, it's called the Screaming House. Yep, in Union, Missouri. Union, Missouri, which yeah, is not too far from us. No, we, not very far at all. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm gonna try to find some local stuff. I got some places of my own that I know about. Once we get to be able to do video and some different audio stuff, guys, because you know we're just starting off with this. I'm gonna have some cool stuff that we're gonna be doing. There's a lot. There's big things that we want to do for everybody and for ourselves. So it's all gonna be a big process, and we're just hoping to build this up around you guys, and you guys help us, and we'll we'll keep it going. But yeah, anyway, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, the Screaming House in Union, Missouri. It's now, I believe, a dog kennel <laughs> because uh, I guess no one really wants to stay there. Uh, the hell, the dogs probably don't want to stay there. They're probably like, yeah. You know, and that's the other thing. You know, they talk all the time about how animals are more perceptive uh-huh, to paranormal uh-huh. events than humans are. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And them dogs are probably freaking yeah, out. Yeah. And um, so this one's pretty pretty well known, kind of. Actually, it's been on TV. Um the most famous case of it was um, a man named uh, Lachance. Is his last Stephen. name? Stephen. Yeah, Stephen Lachance. Lachance. And um, 
he went on a lot of shows, mm-hmm. and I want to say he uh, had his own little internet thing page maybe or something for a while he may have i do know that he did some work with uh the paranormal task force out of st louis missouri yeah um i'm not sure that he actually worked with them or if they just kind of interviewed him and stuff did some stuff with him but i mean his story is pretty cool i mean it's not a super long story and it's not like you know but um i mean he's a single father and uh he was getting ready to be evicted and uh, he'd been in this, they'd been living in the apartment they were in for like, uh, I think, two years. And um, he had four children, I believe. And he was a single father, like I said. And uh, so he was desperate, trying to find a spot to live. And um, so he, were, he went and checked out every single ad he could about places to move into. Well, he seen this ad for this place, and it was like a ridiculous deal. So he's like, all right, we'll check it out, you know. And you guys know how that goes. If you see something that's too good to be true, then... <laughs> hey, it's like they tell you. If you see something, say something. <laughs> yeah, it's probably too good to be true. But anyway, he shows up at this house. Big, nice uh, farmhouse that's been well taken care of. He thought, sweet, man. This is a good deal. Let's see what happens. So he got, uh, he went in, put his app in and stuff. So they invited him to the open house. He goes to this place, and as they walk in, they they notice that like every, all the original wood fixtures, all it's older, you know, the old antique stuff is still like pretty pristine condition. So uh, he's like, "Well, that's pretty cool, you know, still nice, well kept." Yeah, yeah. Um, so he put his app in, you know, and uh, well, as he was talking to the to the lady that was showing the house, he's he was thinking, you know, he's like, it was weird because she was kind of showing a house like it was a museum instead of like a house you know what i mean like talking like you know oh and this is from the 17 blah blah you know talking about it just it was just weird it kind of got made him think are we seeing a house or going on a museum yeah tour is this gonna whatever? be yeah so he gives her her application she's stuff. not your salesperson she's your tour guide yeah <laughs> she gives she get he gives her the application and she, uh, as he's handed it to her, she goes, you know the responsibility of uh, living in a house like this, don't you? And he goes, at first he was didn't think much about it. Well, he what said, the hell is that supposed to he, mean? Yeah, at first he was just like, oh, yeah, I know it's a beautiful house. We'll take care of it. You know, he was thinking at first that, like, you know, it's an old house with nice antique stuff. It's you need to take well care of it. You know, if that would have been me, I'd have been like, what the what the hell does that mean? Is there some old lady living in the yeah, attic and i got to take care of her or but anyway, so uh, he get, he gives that, and he doesn't think nothing about it. About a week goes by, she calls him up and says, hey, let's meet at this restaurant or something, and we'll, we'll let you guys move in. He thought it was a little weird that she wanted to meet at a restaurant instead of going to the house, you know, and finalizing everything and going through and make sure he lets her know about everything, what's going on, and do a run-through. They didn't even do a run-through, like, of the actual house, you know. They kind of just... But anyway... Damn, she's really ready to ditch those boys. Yeah, so <laughs> he signs the paperwork or whatever, and it's moving. It's a it's move-in time, and they start moving in. And pretty much from the time they move in is when they start noticing things, you know. Uh, he noticed first off that all the doors had the old... Uh, had old... The old... What was it? Hook and lock... Hook and latch locks on them. Yeah, yeah, okay. But they're all on the outside of the door. 
So on the like in the hallway, oh, so basically. you would be locking, locking people, people in, their, in, in their instead room. of locking people out. Whoa! So he noticed all that, and then um, he's like, "Well, that's weird, but whatever." And this place also had a basement. It had a uh, butcher shower and an old fruit cellar down in the basement. Okay, now what is a butcher shower? Basically, people used to butcher their own meat. Right. So that's where they washed their meat, washed their uh, blood off them. I mean, basically, where they prepared their meat at. You okay. know what I mean? Okay. Because old farmers and stuff like that. I mean, you had your own cow. You went, why would you go buy meat? You butcher your own. You know. Right. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying because as soon as I said it in my head, I knew what you were thinking. Because yeah. I was thinking yeah. the same thing. You don't stick your head up the cow's ass. You just kind of take the butcher's word for it. <laughs> Uh, anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, so um, they're out doing yard work one day. And um, he sends his youngest boy down to the basement to go get a hose uh, so they can water the garden and stuff, whatever. So his son goes down there. And just a few moments later, he comes running back up the steps, screaming and crying. Comes running out there to the to the family, you know they're out there doing the yard work, and uh, he says, "Daddy, Daddy, something chased me up the steps," and he's like, "What do you mean something chased you? What chased you?" He's like, "I don't know, but it was big." So they all go down there to check out what was going on. They didn't see nothing. Well, they've been hearing throughout time, you know, they weren't there very long, and throughout the time though, they hear footsteps coming up, loud footsteps coming up the basement steps. Uh, when you would when you would uh, lock the doors they would start rattling like something was trying to open them and get out uh, out of the basement or no uh, upstairs or all, oh the upstairs doors oh. the ones that have all the locks on the outside yeah, okay okay and um so that would happen all the time and he kind of you know they tried to avoid it whatever not think about it well he was getting ready to go on a business trip and um he was packing up the kids and ready to go spend some time with their grandparents while he was on his business trip and um, as they're getting packed up, they're all ready to go. They're in the living room, getting ready to head out. Uh, he kind of sees in his per- peripheral vision a figure standing in the kitchen, a dark mass. No. And uh, so he kind of just puts his head down and kind of wipes his eyes, you know, and it was like, um, okay, maybe I didn't see that. Wipes his eyes up. As he looks up, though, thinking it's going to be gone, you know, he notices that now it's even closer. And it's inside the actual family room that they're in, standing there. Screw that. <laughs> yeah. I would be freaked out. So he um, so he's tries to – he's got two choices. He can either run out screaming and crying with the kids, forget all their stuff and leave, or he can just kind of make it nonchalant, like it, you know, ignore it. Get yeah, the kids try not out, to freak out the kids. Get the kids and, out yeah. to where – so that's what he does. That yeah, makes sense. He's like, all right, kids, let's, uh, let's get loaded up. Let's go. Let's go see Grammy. They get up, they go to see, they start walking out. But as they're walking out, they hear this loud banging, like boom, 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 boom. Three of them. And then a loud, like the, a man's scream, but like a, it just cuts through your soul scream of a dark, of a man, like just screaming this deep, dark scream. And uh, they take off running. And as they run out the door, the door slams behind them. They hear, still hear that bang, 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 three of them, real loud. And um, they hear the guy screaming. And then uh, they get loaded up and get the hell out of there, of course. But as they're leaving, the kids are looking back. 
and all the lights are on in the house. Every light in the house is on, and they see, uh, they see a figure, a dark figure, going from room to room like it's looking for them. And the whole time they're driving, they're outside. The they're house outside driving this. away. Okay. As they're driving, as they're, the dad's pulling out of the driveway, they're looking back at the house, and they see all the lights are on. And they see a figure moving from room to room. Wow. Like like it's looking for him. And this whole time that they're running out and everything, that scream's going on the entire time. So much of the dogs all over the neighborhood are barking. And um, they head out, never go back to the place again. He goes back later on with people, never brings his kid back there. His kids never right. go back oh, there. Right, oh, no, I don't think I'd ever take my kids and, back uh, there. Yeah, man, that's the, and that story, you know, basically the same thing. People hear yeah. the screaming and stuff coming out of it. But like I said, now I believe it's a dog kennel. But, dude, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah and I know the story has been on TV. Um, it was in that. Uh, series a haunting uh-huh um i think they called it fear house in there fear house yep that yeah. was the name of it a, a pretty cool episode there's uh, you know a little bit of information in there yeah there's some good neat. information on that and he, he's been i mean literally you look it up i mean just type in um union missouri screaming house or just type in Stephen lachance and yeah. it's going to come up and i think i've heard that there's a book out on this too I I don't know for sure. Um, I know it's been in uh, it's been everywhere. It's man. been in uh, been in some other books and stuff. Yeah, probably. yeah, for story like stories. Yeah, and I stuff. had thought I had heard whenever you were talking about the story. I had heard about the story, but I'd never really yeah. read up about it or anything. The thing is, it's, it's not like you would think. It's not like a super long story. So a yeah. People, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, he's smart. He's yeah. not like other people. He got we, out, out of the house and left. Do we know how long they were in that house? I know it wasn't long at all. I know it was a few months. Uh, yeah. I know yeah, it wasn't a very sure. long time. Because they said, like, from the beginning, when they moved in, stuff started yeah. happening. And he's smart guy. He's one that actually he got, got his family out. out of the house instead of being yeah. there. Because, like, a lot of people don't know. We'll get into it later, but I'm not going to so go too far in it. But, like, The Conjuring, the real story... Is crazy compared to what because the, uh, there's two different yeah. you know you got two different variations people all these movies that are great great movies I love them oh yeah. yeah but they're coming from Ed and Lorraine Warren's point of view right um the actual daughter and Andrea I want to say parent mm-hmm. she's got from what I understand she's got a three movie deal she's putting out a, a movie three movies to tell big, the big actual time, to tell the story. actual story she said that it's actually scarier and more stuff happened than what they put out but they didn't want to put it out for instance they said it was too much unbelievable yeah. but she said so, it actually happened sometimes truth is stranger than fiction yes and but but what i was going to get to is that uh what the the fact that um they lived in that place in that farm for like 10 years wow dealing with this this whole time and she said and what's crazy about it she acts like it wasn't you know it, the main thing that happened was her mom took the blunt force of everything yeah the kids didn't have too much happen to them but it was the, her mom was like dying in there basically. Wow. But they lived there for ten years. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's crazy. Yeah. We need to save the story for yes. another. Yes. I just I episode, just wanted I just wanted to. Yeah. I was just yeah. saying you know he was a smart dude he got out it was like fuck this I'm out. Definitely some cool stuff. Yep. So uh, I think we're gonna wrap this one up, guys. So yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about Resurrection Mary. Please go out and check out that story. It's very creepy. The Screaming House with Stephen Lachance. Uh, There's all kinds of information. I love, on everywhere. love stories about uh, haunted houses. Yeah. And we're going to get uh, into some more later. Oh, so. yeah, for sure. For sure. But for today, guys, we're going to wrap this up. So uh, keep it creepy. All right.
Welcome to the Horror Chronicles with your hosts, Ryan and JT. Now follow us through the deep, dark realm of the horror world. Let's talk all things horror. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Horror Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and with me, as always, my co-host, JT. What's going on, everybody? All right, guys, and we got a good one for you today. This is, I guess, our first official episode, so to speak, since the first one was just an introduction, but uh, today we're going to do one called Night of the Demons. came out in 1988, right? Yep. All right, so uh, I'm going to let JT give you guys the tell of tape on this one. Okay, so Night of the Demons. uh, Basically, uh, the synopsis of this movie is uh, on Halloween night, ten friends get together and they decide to have a party at a funeral parlor. And the funeral parlor name is called the Hall House. Um, you know, pretty basic. They uh, show up, start partying, decide they're going to have a seance, and basically uh, evil ensues, and they end up being possessed. The teens gather around a big mirror to perform the seance, which is a big mistake. Um, they awaken some evil force and find themselves trapped and uh, taken over one by one. The rest of the movie is basically a battle to survive. The funeral parlor sits on a uh, piece of land that's possessed by an evil spirit, and they have to escape the funeral parlor and cross a stream to uh, to escape. To live. To live. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the synopsis of this. Uh there's not really a star-studded cast in this movie. Probably the biggest star is Linnea Quigley, um, which, I mean, if if you're a horror fan, you know she's done a lot of horror movies. She's uh, She was uh, trash in Return, Return of the, of the Living, Living Dead. Dead. Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, buddy. sir. You know, yeah. others, uh, main characters, uh, Amelia Kincaid plays Angela. Uh, Billy Gallo plays Saul Romero. Uh, Kathy Podwell as Judy, Alvin Alexis as Roger, and Hal Havens as Stooge, which kind of funny, he wears a pig nose and kind of acts like a pig. And then uh, Philip Tanzini as Max. And uh, there's another girl, Franny, uh, who is, pl- I'm sorry, Franny's her character name. Uh, Jill Tereshita, uh plays Franny. And... Uh, yeah, let's get into this and see what happens. Yeah, like I said, like well, like you said, there's not a big uh, star-studded. Uh, no, definitely not there. a star-studded cast. Uh, <laughs> but it was but, good. It was. But the good atmosphere movie. of this movie is uh, awesome. Is awesome. I mean the 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 creepy cartoon intro that they do. I just love it. The uh, intro music. The I music, the yeah, the music. music is is really cool. The director of this movie was a guy named Kevin Teeny, and interestingly enough, his brother did the music for this movie. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It, it is kind of cool. 
He's got good taste. You know, the the director, Kevin Teeny, um, he's also known for Witchboard, which if you've never seen that movie, fantastic movie. We just watched that a couple weeks ago. We'll be reviewing that too pretty soon. Um, Brain Deb, which was really cool. I remember that. I from have back not in seen that one. I'm yeah, have to watch yeah, that one. Pretty, pretty crazy. And then a movie called The Cellar, which, you I know. I believe I've seen that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, today we're talking about Night of the Demons. Yeah, one of my favorites. I'm telling you, uh, this is one of the f- first movies I remember watching that like really got to me when I was a kid. Granted, anyone else who knows this movie, which most of you guys probably do, me being a kid watching it, you know, there's a lot of parts I couldn't see. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but I just remember like the, the film, the way it was filmed. And like the, the, I just remember the, uh, the soundtrack was just killer. Yeah, I mean, it is. That it, intro it's was, got a really cool soundtrack. The intro is really cool. You know, it just gives you that classic nostalgic horror, horror feel. You know what I mean? Uh, so what's, uh, what's one, what's our favorite quote of this? Uh, we'll give, give, you, give you guys a little warning. You're going to hear a bad word here. Um, but, uh, we're, we're just going to tell you up front. If you have not seen this movie, we are going to spoil it. Uh, we're going to talk about the whole thing. Yeah, so, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's pretty much going to be the norm for us. We're going to be talking in depth about these movies. So if you haven't seen them and you don't want it spoiled, you might want to turn this off now. Or watch it. Like, we're going to put it up. You guys will be able to see on the podcast thing that yeah. this is the movie that we're doing. So, like we said before, just watch it first and then see what... Then listen to the podcast, guys. But, so... That being said, uh, <laughs> if you got little ears around, you might want to turn or turn us off or send them out of the room because we're going to give you what we like to do. We're going to try to do give you guys our like our favorite quotes of a movie and uh, of this movie. <laughs> you you want to do the honors? No, go for it. Go for it. All right, it. this movie, our favorite quote is from Stooge, and he says, and I quote, "Eat a bag, a bowl of fucks." <laughs> Yeah, eat a bowl of fuck. Yeah, sorry, uh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, it, it's kind of funny. Uh, some people are leaving a party, and he doesn't want to. Le- he doesn't want to leave. The party's just getting started, and he's yeah. He tells he's, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically tells tells people if you're going to leave the party, you can eat a bowl of fucks, which is awesome. I died laughing. I've never ate fucks before, but hey, they might be like, good. They're so, good. They might be like Wheaties. I don't know. Sounds like a party. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a party but yeah sure, that is great sure. um yeah i mean overall the i love the 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 feeling of this movie the way it was filmed like the atmosphere of it was great um acting you know uh, yeah you know we're we're talking you know mid to late 80s here you know it's not the greatest but not the worst either not the worst by far for sure um I like you said though they're not a big star-studded cast, which I don't really remember seeing much. Most of these people in anything else, uh, but that's not a big deal. It was a good movie overall. Um, yeah, great movie. If you've never seen this movie, you've got to watch it. it just, yeah, it's definitely a classic. It's very sure. creepy, and it's a good Halloween movie because, of course, it takes part on Halloween night. Yeah, and we might actually do part two and three possibly sometime, and the oh, remake. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, down the road. But this one we just want to do. Uh, by itself. You know, kind of interesting point about that. The uh, the writer of this movie was a guy named Joe Augustine. And coincidentally enough, he also was the writer on the remake, too. Yeah. So and I, yeah, that's rem- kind of cool. I mean, 
the first one came out in '88. The remake came out in '09. Yeah, and you know, to be honest with you, I like I like the original better. <clears throat> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, the remake's kind of cool, but the yeah. original I think is it holds a special place in my heart. Because, oh, mine too, for sure. You know. Well, in the graphics, you know, I I think it's crazy. Um, I'm not trying to go too far off of the subject here, but like I just think the graphics back then were pretty cool for the time. Well, they did a lot of practical effects back yes, then. Yes, and it made it kind of look real. So, like, um, just going to mention this real fast. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. the remake versus the original, as far as graphic goes. He, uh, The part where she's laying in bed and he comes through the wall. Yeah. On the original, it looked real. Like, yeah, he was yeah, actually coming yeah. through the wall. But in the new one, they use a CGI and a right, freaking... Right. It just it just doesn't doesn't give that feeling. Yeah, but, and a lot of people are going with CGI now because it's cheaper and easier to produce. But it doesn't give you the same effect by no yeah, means. Yeah, for sure. But uh, anyway, uh, my one of my favorite scenes of the movie by far is the stigmata scene when she's dancing to stigmata. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. it's cool. So cool because it got um, the strobe light going. The stigmata song playing, right. and like, right. see, Sal is sitting there watching the whole time, like, you know what's going on. And then when she starts dancing, anyone who's been in a strobe bite before knows that when you move in a strobe bite, it looks like you're moving faster than you really are right. in your places right. you aren't. But like, you see her start the dance like that, and it doesn't show anything. It just looks like she's regularly dancing in the strobe yeah. bite. But then as she starts to turn more. She goes to getting faster, moving different areas. So it's right. like they're trying to cover up that with the strobe light to, you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I, it is a cool scene for sure. Very sexy and sensual. You yeah, know, it is an awesome scene. You know, and at this point, uh, you know, but it, that scene, uh, both Angela and Suzanne are already possessed. Uh, Suzanne gets possessed first. first. Yep, <laughs> and then. Just a little yeah. bit later, she ends up possessing Angela yeah, by just, kissing her. Yeah, just a few minutes. And the later. demon li- like transfers. Yeah, transfers from Suzanne to Angela. But yet, it's kind of weird because they they all stay possessed. I think that's more of a legion type thing. You know, I say yeah, okay, when demons yeah, are legion. Yeah. There's mo- there's many. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I think that's what they meant. That that is that they're just there's many of them, and um. Uh, yeah, so no one, I guess, yeah, I guess they all, they they die, but they don't really, they just get possessed, and then some of them get, you know, like there's a scene where uh, they're in the coffin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Doing their yeah. thing in the coffin. Uh, Max and Franny in the coffin. Yeah, I'm trying, yeah. Not to, I'm trying not to jump, I'm trying not to jump too far, like, to make it weird when people got to try to right. think about the movie. We j- literally just watched this movie, guys. Yeah. Like, it just finished it. And these are some of the cool scenes that, that we remember, you know. Um, so, you know, yeah, then you got Stooge, who's already possessed, who got possessed by Angela because Sal wanted to leave because he's like, dude, she's freaking weird, man. Yeah. So Stooge is all about the weirdness, as you'll yeah. know if you watch this movie. Right. And um, he goes in there, and then she bites his tongue off and possesses him by kissing him i'm assuming or whatever right and bites his tongue off and then he turns into this pig man face looking thing and then he goes in and interrupts uh max and franny yeah doing their thing in the coffin yeah it's kind of funny one of the one of the another cool quote from the movie is when when uh when Stooge comes in and he sees Angela dancing for Sal and Sal like gets up and starts to walk away, Stooge actually walks up behind him and, and scares him a little. 
But uh, Sal's like, man, this chick is weird. I, I got to get out of here. And and uh, Stooge is like, you know, it ain't the weird ones you got to worry about. <laughs> you know? Didn't your mom ever tell you that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, Stooge, of course, has the name, kind of says. He's the funny one in this, so to speak. He, uh, he had a bunch of good quotes in here, stuff that I like. And um, see, what's the other one? I, this thing that got me when I was a kid <clears> that I can remember <throat> from watching this when I was younger is when she's in the hallway. Like, they have this really cool vocal thing they're doing with her. Like, I'm assuming she's breathing. It's just breathing. Yeah, yeah. It's not really growling or nothing. It's kind of just like a like a breathing, but it sounds yeah. like a growl. It's breathing. like a Darth Vader breathe. Almost. No, but no, like it's... No, just kidding. It's like a... It's like a really growly, deep breath thing that she's doing as she's going down the hallway, floating down the hall after him. That's what I remember when I was younger that really got me when I was a kid, scared the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of... A lot of cool, you know, cool scenes. Um, I really like the scene where she uh, she tells uh, tells Sal she's warming her hands by the fire, and when oh, she yeah. turns around, her hands are on fire. See, and the graphics on that, they're getting back yeah, to the they graphics. look really good. They look good. They look like they're really just they're burnt good. up freaking hands, man. But uh, I, you know, I gotta say this, and this is <laughs> gonna be kind of bad, but. One of my all-time favorite scenes is uh, Suzanne, who was played by Linnea Quigley. She's uh, possessed, and she's in this room all by herself, and uh, she's uh, got a tube of lipstick, and she's, like, <laughs> smearing it all over her face, and, and next thing you know, she pulls her shirt open, and, you know, there's Linnea Quigley's boobs. Go figure. she They're out in every movie. But uh, she basically, she takes this uh, tube of lipstick, and she... She runs it down her chest and, like, runs it around her boob. And then all of a sudden, she shoves it into the nipple of her boob. Like, hard. Like, hard. Like, and it goes inside her boob and, and disappears. Yeah, I was like... I, 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 I don't really know what that was all about, but... Cool scene, though. It's weird, I, man. You know? It's weird, because I... Could... There was no CGI involved there. That was a practical effect, and they did a damn good job oh, on dude, that. Oh, dude, yeah, they you killed know? it. I... I, I I still don't know why lipstick in the nipple, but I think I think back then it's a cool scene. I think Mem- very I, memorable scene. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point. I I, <laughs> I think back then uh, it was just an excuse to get their shirts uh, off. To, yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I've they always, did that a lot in the eighties. Exactly. They, that's what I was gonna they, say. You know, it was all about TNA. They, well, that's what sold. You know, that's what sold back then, and I mean, it still sells today. But I'm I just I just remember that like that's a, that's. Any excuse for they could be walking outside and oh I got a raindrop on my shirt right I'm gonna take right. it off. yeah <laughs> I mean yeah yeah that's for sure yeah you know it's funny now nowadays back in the 80s sex sold I mean that's oh, yeah. you know everybody wanted to go see these movies I know I wanted to see these movies because you might see some yeah, boobs you know, or oh, exactly. you know a naked woman or something um, now you know and then as you went through the Late '90s into the 2000s, it was all about gore. Yeah, you know sure. who who can make the grossest, you know, yeah. death Saw scene or whatever. Stuff. I'm not into those. Um, but. I'm not a big fan of the gore movies either. I like a little bit of gore, and this movie had you know had some gore in it, but it wasn't over the top or you know anything like that. What this movie had a lot of that I thought was very interesting that I had kind of forgotten about was jump scares. Yeah. The jump scares on this movie are crazy. I mean, they're like, I don't want to say they're constant, but they're, they're there's there. a lot of them. They're there. A lot yeah, of them. Yeah, they're there for sure. You know, and they and they did it very well, you know. 
Yeah, um, I didn't. I thought this came out earlier than '88. For some reason, I was thinking this came out like around '80, '85 or '86. I don't know why, but I didn't. But it, I guess it came out in '88. But yeah, yeah. I, um, I just for me, man, I, I don't know why. I love those practical freaking effects that you were talking about. Yeah, like yeah, and they did some cool stuff. So, so basically, what happens is, is they they decide to have a séance around a mirror, and they call it a past life séance. Mm-hmm. And so they're all staring into this mirror, and you can see the reflection in the mirror. Well, then all of a sudden the mirror goes black, and I think it was Roger was like, holy shit, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then all of a sudden uh, the mirror, you can see in it again, and they all turn around and look at Roger. Well, then a demon's face pops up on the, on the mirror, and uh, then they all kind of freak out, and the mirror falls over and it shatters. Well, one of the cool effects that they do is, is you have all this shattered mirror glass on the floor and all the characters come over and yeah. like in, in each individual piece of the shattered mirror, you can see one of the characters' faces. Yeah, faces and, I, and arms and different yeah, ones. Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of cool the way they did that. Yeah, it was awesome because you got to pay attention to how what their faces look like because at, at this point, uh, I believe at this point... Well, this is when they, when they release the demon, but they... They haven't really figured that out yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so they don't was, know what's going on. See, and that's something I try to catch in those in that stuff is like you almost want to pause it and look at every single freaking <laughs> right. piece because you don't know what you're going to miss out of it. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's always something that you're going to miss. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, and the old man at the beginning. Yeah. You know, it was kind of funny. They uh, <laughs> Stooge uh, moons this guy out of a car and he you know, drops his groceries or whatever. And apparently he's, you know, the grumpy old neighbor that lives down the road or what, whatever. And, uh, so you notice that when he picks up his groceries, he's got like some apples. Well, they actually only show you one apple, which I thought was weird. Why the hell would anybody buy just one apple and a pack of razor blades? So, (laughs) I mean, you know, we're talking the eighties. That was a big thing. That was a big scare around Halloween is people putting razor blades on apples and, you know, injecting candy bars with, you know, drugs Drugs and and stuff, stuff. you know, I mean, it, uh, you know, can't say that, that I ever saw that happen, but you know what that leads into? Urban legends. Exactly. Um, you know, uh, which we're going to get into a lot in later episodes, but, uh, but yeah, it was just kind of interesting. And, and that whole apple and razor blade scene, it kind of comes back to you towards the, towards the end of the movie, the movie. but yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get to that here in just a bit. But for me, the, um, so we got to where we at here. They broke the mirror and all that. We already got to the scene wherever, wherever, uh, old, uh, good old stooge decides to interrupt the, uh, some business going on in the coffin. And he ends up breaking uh, Franny Franny's neck. Yeah, yeah. And then throws her on top of um, on top of of Max, and Max is you know grabbing a hold of him, trying to get him to stop. And then he just persists to slam the coffin lid on his arm till yeah. it snaps off. Yeah, and, so which I, looked pretty good. I, I like mean, it. Yeah, it's it pretty, pretty cool. cool. And then that graphic on that part, wherever, whenever, uh, oh, what's her name? The main blonde character, Jet. Oh crap! Why am I drawing a blank? <laughs> the the main character. The, oh, the 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 main the uh, gets, Judy. 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 She comes in there, and then that's, there's a cool scene in that 
whenever she comes in there to and she finds the arm laying on the ground. Yeah. And then yeah. the arm jumps up and grabs her. Right. And it looked really good. It, it did. Looked it looked for, really cool. I mean, for being you know, for, for being, you know, late 80s, I mean, they did a good job on that. Oh, you know, those, those, arm, those hands got a hold of her ankle and it's, it's flopping like, around yes. and stuff. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Pretty, pretty good. Cool. Yeah, there's just all kinds of neat, fun stuff in this movie. The The whole atmosphere of the movie is just really cool. I mean, it's... That's what we're... That's what it's I just really... creepy and campy and... From the intro music to the freaking... Uh, to just the way they filmed the scenes. Like like I said, like yeah. the stigmata scene is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the scene where right at the beginning of the movie, like right after they do the seance part at the mirror, and they're all standing in a circle, and they've got the camera in the middle of them, and it's just circles their spinning faces. around, showing you their faces and stuff. Uh, it's kind of cool the way they film this. Yeah, and uh, the Laura Laura Quigley, she uh, Linnea. Linnea Quigley. Linnea Golly, Quigley. man, she's yeah, she. You can tell she could tell she's like with the horror scene that she's just so comfortable. Yeah, because oh, like yeah. the way and she's she, very comfortable with her body. Too, oh yeah, and that's something she, I didn't really. She likes to be naked. And when we say naked, we mean like full frontal. Yeah, she's. I uh, didn't even. I I forgot about it and yeah so warn your kids i mean you know there's and gerald even told me you know or jt as you guys who know him he Mm -hmm. even told me uh he's like dude she does that like every movie yeah and i got to think about return of the living dead yeah i just watched that not too long ago she does it in that i mean there's quite a few that but as far as that but like just how comfortable she is playing in this horror genre yeah and like uh the little funny, quirky thing she says, like whenever um, Judy's running from her. Yeah. Like she's like, run, Judy, run. Yeah. See Judy run. See and it's yeah. the way she's, the way she's acting. Yeah. The way, oh, yes, yeah. It's funnier if you see the way she looks and then what she's doing. Yeah, she's doing it. Run, Judy, run. See Judy, run. <laughs> they, you know, they, there's a lot of comedy in this movie, too, to go along with the scares and the, the little bit of gore you see. Um, it's kind of cool that as these people get possessed and the movie goes along farther and farther, they just start looking a little more grotesque and rotting, so to speak, because yeah, kind of, I mean, they almost are like zombies, you know? Yeah, well, that's, and that's what I was trying to say earlier. They don't really die. They just turn into freaking zombies or freaking, uh, demons. But, um, it's kind of like you, like you said, it's kind of like the closer that's getting to daylight. Yeah, the worse the they worst start, they to, start to get. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it, it doesn't help that, you know, towards towards the end, uh, you know, as the movie goes along, they're getting beat up pretty good. And then, and then towards the end, you know, Judy and Roger are trying to survive, and they end up trapped in a room where there's an oven because yeah, the it, it is a funeral parlor, so they're in a crematorium. Yeah. Um, and Judy ends up, you know, breaking a pipe inside the inside the oven and uh, lights it with a cigarette lighter and sets uh, Stooge and Angela on mm-hmm. fire. Which, if you notice, whenever you see Angela later on, she's smoking. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the girl's smoking anyway, yeah. but as you see, I mean, her it's body's funny, there's like, still there's like uh, smoke coming out from underneath her dress and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Yeah. Well, like you said, little things, like you said, with, with the uh, cross earring. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole beginning of the movie, Angela is wearing this uh, earring of a cross in her right ear. And after she becomes possessed, 
they don't they don't point this out to you. We just kind of notice that after she becomes possessed, the cross is upside down. Yeah, it's that little stuff that uh, you know. that catches you pretty good. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> that's a pretty cool little little thing there. Yeah, it's the little things that they that they think of in some of these movies that now. I don't know. We're kind of we're kind of geeks, so we notice a lot of that weird stuff. Yeah. Now with it, like now I said, like with the graphics and stuff like that, um, they're good. I like some of that stuff. Now some of it's bad, like the face, yeah. like like uh, their faces. You know, I mean, Angela's is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, Linnea Quigley's face. Could have uh, been Suzanne. Sorry, Suzanne. Suzanne's yeah. face is a little. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> almost cartoony, kind of, yeah. you yeah. know, but, uh, well, you can tell. but still cool, I mean. You can tell that the contacts they had back then yeah. aren't what yeah. they are today, no, you know, that's no. why, that's just, just those little no. things like that, there's just not the technology there to make it as good as, some of the stuff is great, Yeah, and I think it's better. than. Well, today's. and the makeup artist in this, I'll be honest with you, the makeup artist was a guy named Steve Johnson, and I have never heard of this guy. I don't really know who he is or, yeah. you know, anything else that he's done. Um, I guess I should have checked in on that, but uh, but I didn't. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, he, he. I think he did a good job for the most part. Yeah. You know? They did The costume right. designer in this was phenomenal. Yes. I mean, far as, oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like I said, it's... It is what it is. It came out in '88. You know what can you do? Oh, it's a fun movie to watch. I mean, I it's highly still, recommend yeah, this I love movie. it. It's 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 a uh, great atmospheric movie. Yes, yes, for sure. You know, I mean, from the beginning to the end. Yeah. You know. I love the I love the uh, sometimes I love the campiness of movies. Oh yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what can you do? It's and. Um, for that time, like you were telling, you yeah. were saying, for that time it made what? Like, it came out and made, well, or they it, made it for. Yeah, they, uh, I did notice that they produced this movie, uh, cost them $1.2 million to produce this movie, and it came out in Detroit. So it started in Detroit, and by November, it hit uh, New York, and was one of the top movies until the end of the year and grossed like $3.9 million. Yeah. It was crazy. That's a crazy amount of money. Yeah, especially know? for back then. For Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. You know, so so many movies, there's a lot of movies, folks, that they don't make back what they put into them, you know. Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> that, I, okay, we we are not going to get political on this podcast whatsoever. But just speaking of movies, there's a movie that came out, and I guess this really isn't super political. But anyway, there's a movie that came out, and um, oh, I think it was uh, I want to say it was um, oh, what's his name? One of the hashtag Me Too guys that got busted. Um, anyway, I I, I don't know. It, <laughs> anyway, uh, he had a movie that came out. And it literally, literally made I think like two or three hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> what total? That's ridiculous. Opening season, opening day, opening weekend, or whatever. I've That's, heard about movies, you know, doing some bad intakes like that. You yeah, know? I mean, and then there's movies that made great. Well, well uh, Paranormal Activity. Yeah, that movie shoestring budget and made f- oh. almost. 
I can't even remember how much, like $300 million. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous, the amount of, amount of money. That, but, you know, but, you know, that's by today's standards. You know, we, some of the biggest ones, Halloween. Mm-hmm. Halloween was made for $250,000. Yeah, that's nothing. That is nothing There's to cameras, make a movie. You can't even get a camera, rent a camera now for that much yeah, money. Yeah, you know, and... We don't even need to talk about how much money that movie's made. Yeah, and still making. And still making. Hell, just yesterday I went out because they've released the 4K version of Halloween. I went out and bought another copy of it. Did I need another copy of Halloween? Uh, yes, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, hell, I've probably bought six or seven copies of this movie because they keep releasing these you know, different versions. And when I heard that there was a 4k version coming out, I had to go get it. Yeah. Sorry guys. It means Thank you, Carpenter. sometimes we go off on tangents. I mean, but anyway. just be, just, beca- <laughs> just because we say that the movie, we're definitely going to, if we do a movie, we're going to do the movie. Like we have been, we're going to talk about it, but sometimes we're going to spin off into things. If, if it, if it comes up to us, you know, just like talking about, you know, Money, sit money, how much they made, and goes into something else, into something else. Sometimes it happens because we're just having conversations about the horror. Yeah, you know we go mean? off on little tangents. But um, we'll eventually get back to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, meanwhile, back to the movie. You know. Uh, yeah, and then. Oh, so, just some really cool stuff. Poor Sal. Poor Sal. Poor Sal. You know, he's. I remember when I was, I was telling JT this whenever we started watching this movie. Whenever his character came into it, I remember when I was a kid, I was mad whenever he got killed because I wanted him to live because he was like the cool guy, yeah. you know. So yeah. when I was a kid, I was like, "Oh man, Sal, that it sucks." Yeah. But uh, he and, dies, you know, saving saving Judy from Angela. Right. Well, Sal kind of had a thing for Judy. Um, Judy was actually dating the guy in the movie named Jay, mm-hmm. and uh, Sal always kind of had a thing for her. In fact, they dated one time. That comes up later in the movie, but. Uh, yeah, poor uh, poor Sal ends up biting the big one. Falls um, on a fence fence, fence post, stake, yeah, or fence post, yeah. Chest. Um, but but, but funny, uh, what's funny about it? You're talking about how uh, Judy's dating uh, Jay, and uh, they're in there, and he's trying, you know, get his thing on with her, and she's not really having it. And the whole thing about Sal, oh, I see how you're looking at Sal, and she's yeah. like, what are you talking about? And he's yeah. like, I know you guys date it, and. He, she's like, we went out once, and to him, once is enough. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was funny. You, you just need to ask a girl on a date, and it's time to go. Well, you know, and it's funny because Jay is all into Judy, you know, and, you know, when she shoots him down, he kind of walks away. Well, he ends up running into Suzanne. <laughs> and, uh, you know, at this time, Suzanne's possessed. and She already has the lipstick in her nipple, put it that right. way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we still don't know why. Um but, uh, yeah, so there's a little gratuitous sex scene between uh, Suzanne and Jay. And uh, it climaxes with her fingers going into his eyeballs. Yeah, she ends <laughs> up gouging his eyes out. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. I like later on in the movie when she, uh, when she asks, uh, Suze, uh, asks Judy about uh, her blind date with Jay. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, the goofiness on this movie. And whenever, um, <laughs> whenever I believe it's Sal and Judy or Roger and Judy they go into the bathroom, and the lights come back on. Oh yeah, that was Roger and Judy. And uh, 
uh, she's um, Susan sitting in the uh, floor with Jay on her lap, all dead. Yeah, and she's like, "You guys want to have an orgy?" Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry. You're right. That was Sal. That was Sal and yeah, Judy and, that walked and in like, there. Yeah, and they're like, "What the?" And then she's like, "I'm sure if we try hard enough, we can still get Jay hard or something." <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. But, she's classic, man. Oh she's, yeah, she is. She is. We said she's classic, not classy. It definitely not classy, <laughs> but she's classic. But she, hey, we love Linnea Quigley, dude. She yeah. she's she just does some like really I cool like, stuff. Well, like I said, it's just a, she's so comfortable. She is. She is being in the horror, and world. she's great. I mean, you know, and she's one of the scream queens. You know, oh for I sure. Mean, which we will be doing an episode on them. So for sure, you guys, we've got a bunch to mention there. So yeah, if you guys want to put people in the running for it, or want us to talk about, yeah, hey, why don't we put up a post on uh, the yeah, old or, Facebook yeah. page about uh, what's your favorite scream scream queens? Yeah, you guys hit us up um, and let us. And know. no, we're not talking about the TV series. Definitely not. Um, but uh, just let us know uh, who you want to put in for the running. We'll and we'll talk about. I all mean, we'll all talk about all of them for sure. Um, now, we're not talking about like uh, Sharknado. Okay. <laughs> oh, Tara Reed. Tara Reed. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to hear nothing about Tara Reed being in there because she's far from it. You know, you got your you got your Jamie Lee Curtis's. That's oh, what yeah. I'm talking about. And you got your Linnea Quigley's. And I mean... There's Tiffany just... Sheppis, which a lot of people don't know who she is. See? But by the time we get done with this uh, you know these podcasts you guys are gonna know yes yeah and uh actually i just seen um i just seen and she hasn't been in a bunch of movies but everyone knows her um i just seen that preview or a uh, thing posted up of uh elvira oh yeah 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 i'm gonna have to watch is she that. a scream queen though dude she's uh, is she, you, i guess she's not really consider a, her a scream she's not queen. a scream queen i guess you would say but i mean it's it's elvira dude like Come on. Yeah, How can you not? Yeah. I mean, she's, I guess, I don't know. I mean, granted, she hasn't been in a bunch of movies, but it's it's Elvira. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. How could you not? She's at least got to be mentioned. I will put right. that honorable mention. How about that? We'll get into we'll get into to the Scream Queens later. We're going to do a whole episode on that. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um. So we got Sal. He got killed saving, um, saving Judy. And so far, everyone's dead except for Roger and Judy, because Sal just kicked a bucket. Uh, you know, and like we said, you know, Roger and Judy, they get themselves trapped in the crematorium. And Angela and Stooge mm-hmm. uh, take the door down, and, uh, well, and Judy the, lights their fire. Yeah, well, and in this scene, they this is where she's coming to the conclusion Asking Roger questions as he's staring at her, like, with having no, absolutely does not have a clue about what's going on in life right now. And the questioning sequence in there is just, um, (laughs) I don't even know what to say about that. You're just going to have to watch it. I mean, it's, it's, oh my God. Right? I mean, this is what she said, right? What if? (laughs) The acting is not the, I mean, it's not horrible acting, but it's just, you know. And she's so calm the whole time she's, she's doing it. She's calm. You and know, he's, if it was me, I'd be, you know, shutting my pants. and Like Roger standing there. Yeah, exactly. Like, literally you know, Roger's all cowered in the corner, and she's like, just standing there like Like, hey, she's on. like MacGyver. Look, there's a pipe in here. Let's take this <laughs> off. And <laughs> yeah, which, you know, uh, it's a cool scene, but yeah, that would never happen. But in, but in this scene is where they find out that, you know, they have to just have to survive till daylight. If they can survive yeah. till daylight, yeah. then they'd be okay. And, um... 
again, I really like, uh, cause at this time, you know, um, Angela and, oh, freaking Stooge is outside the door and she's talking to the demon is talking and it's really cool. Yeah, it's I love, really I creepy. love the really voice creepy. they got for the demon. Yes. is perfect. Open the door, Raj. We don't want you. We want the bitch. You know, we'd never heard a nice little boy like you. Go to hell, you dirty bastards. Well, not tonight, my boy. Oh, no, not tonight. And rest assured, we've got something wonderful planned for you. So much pain, so much sorrow. Like, that's like the way he says it. Oh, no, no, not tonight. Yeah. Not tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like when they, when they finally, you know, when they set him on fire and they get away from him and like, they get to the front door and they can't get out the front door of the house. And then all of a sudden here shows up Jay yeah. who, you know, Suzanne gouged his eyes out. Yeah. So he's blind, you know, and then, uh, Angela shows up and, uh, you know, she's still smoking, smoking. She's not on fire anymore, but she's still smoking. Got the steam coming. And, uh, <clears throat> They escape from the house. They they finally, uh, Jay, or not Jay, I'm sorry, Roger, doesn't he say something like, fuck this shit, I'm out of here, and he jumps through a window? No, he's like, he says that, he's like, uh, what happens is, they s- kind of surround him into this room. Yeah, all, and, all uh, of the possessed people. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he's like, he's like, Fuck this. You ain't going to get me. And he yeah, runs that's and right. That's right. blows, which I said from the beginning, just blow through a damn window. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he blows through the window and the metal the metal on it and stuff. And uh, he gets out there and he's like, oh, I'm alive, you know. And then she's still in there, of course, doing the whole bond. Um, what do I do? Do I follow him through this big open window or do I sit here for till they get closer and closer and closer right, to me right. and then make my decision? But yeah, she gets out. She gets out, and then as they're running running away from the house, you know, here comes Stooge out the window, and then they all start, you know, then all they all start piling out the window, and then Angela walks out the window, and one of the one of the cool lines that she says is, "Is where are you going? The party's just begun." Where you going? The party's just begun. Yeah. You know, and I just love that. Oh, dude, and um, and then uh, they they know they have to get. Over the wall to get across this because because they got across the stream to get away from them and something you got most you people most of the people listen to this know that demons or ghosts or whatever they can't cross vampires ru- they can't cross running water so supposedly of course that's a, the myth uh, that's the legend it's got to yeah, be true the legend um, I heard on I seen on the internet it's got to be true um, anyway uh, so they have to climb this wall well the only way to get up this wall is by grabbing bob wire and just yeah, climbing up yeah. the bob wire with all your body weight on it which is which is funny because when they walk up to the wall he tries to get judy to go up it and she's like grabs it she's like ow ow and then here comes stooge comes out the window and and roger's like fuck this just grabs it and starts just climbing it <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> like, yeah. he's just getting up it like nothing yeah, because it's funny, because when they get there, there's a there's a gate that they go through. Yes. Well, the gate has disappeared. Now yeah. it's just a brick wall they've yeah. got to get, get over. There's no gate, of course, you know. There's no way out. There's no way out. But he climbs this, and then, you know, he gets up on top of the wall, and he's trying to help Judy up it, and they're, they're all coming towards her, and she's trying to climb, and she, of course she can't climb at all. Yeah, <laughs> and she's yeah. just sitting there hanging. I was just waiting for him to be like, damn, bitch, get your ass up this wall. <laughs> well, and then he freaking grabs, uh, and so he's got a hold of her hand, and then uh, 
they I think it is Stooge grabs her leg and like and when he grabs her like burns her leg. I'm assuming just because he's a demon or whatever. But uh, <laughs> whenever he grabs him, it's almost like uh, Roger's like, fuck this. He just lets go. <laughs> Falls yeah, off yeah. the other side of the wall and he yeah. starts holding his ears. He's yeah. like, I don't want to hear and her she's screaming. screaming she's, and, you know, because she's holding on to this barbed wire, you know, dangling from it. And it's cutting her hands. And, and these from, demons pulling are pulling on her. And she's screaming and crying. And Roger's just holding his know. ears like he doesn't do nothing. And then he pops up, of course, and... Yeah, he comes back over the top of the wall. Grabs her hand. Grabs her right before she fall. Right before these demons pull her down. The climactic. The you know, yeah, yeah. And saves her, saves the day or whatever. And yeah. then they get out, and as they as they're on the other side of the ground, looking up, laying on the ground, looking up, you see the smoke coming from all the demons that have just melted and yeah. nothing because it's getting daylight. Right, right. And you see the the main demon head pop up and do its little yeah over the top and, of the wall. And, yeah. Yeah, because it's uh, Halloween, and uh, and that's the whole thing about the movie is is these demons don't have to go back to hell because it's Halloween. Halloween's the one night of yeah, the year that the out. demons can get out and run amok. Yeah, which is cool. I yeah. love that aspect of Halloween. Yeah. It's one of the main yeah. things I like about Halloween. You know, yeah. it's f- a little side note. I did a, I did, I'm ordained, but it's mainly because I was on a search and rescue team. And we had to have it just in case we ran across mm-hmm. somebody that needed their last rites or whatever, you know. Right, right. And uh, so I've done a lot of weddings for friends and stuff. Yeah. Well, one of the weddings I did was a Halloween theme wedding, and it was on Halloween. Nice. And uh, yeah, it was it was it was pretty mm-hmm. cool. And I remember when I wrote it, I wrote the little you know beginning for the wedding and stuff. I I said, I remember I said, um, don't. I said if you're afraid that. Because at this time, my friend that was getting married, his cousin had just died. Oh. A really close cousin of his. And I said, in the thing, I said, you know, I know you. some of us have loved ones that are, we are fear can't be here, but don't be afraid because tonight is Halloween. And on, on this night, the dead can come back to the earth. Yeah. So they're here with you. The veil is lifted. And uh, they thought that was just cool. Yeah, you know, thought it was cool. And I thought that's pretty cool about Halloween, man. That's, that's yeah. one of the things about it that we love, right. you know. And mm. we're, of course, you guys are going to know because we're going to drop this, but it's October, so we're coming up on the great time of the year. Yes, yes. Mm. Cannot wait. Cannot but wait. let's finish this movie out, and then we can talk about whatever we want. So, yeah. So, anyway, so they, they get over the wall. Um, then... We see the demon's head pop over, uh, pop up in the sky over and it's the, screaming you know, and, and it's screaming and doing its thing. Well, then the scene cuts and it comes back to the daylight. Judy and Roger walking down the street. They're still in their Halloween costumes, all but now they're all tore up yeah. and you know, all messed up and got blood all over them and stuff. And and uh, they're walking down the street and the same old man from the beginning. <laughs> Comes out to pick up his paper out of the out of the driveway, and he starts yelling at him, "You damn kids been out all night! You damn hooligans or whatever, yeah, uh, hooligans <laughs> or floozies or something like that." You know, it, uh, it's just kind of a funny scene. Well, then the old man he walks into the house, and uh, he's a grumpy bastard, and uh, <laughs> his wife, uh, he sits down at the kitchen table, and his wife walks up and she hands him a piece of pie. He starts to uh, 
he starts to eat the pie and she's taught he he asked her he said so when did you make this pie and she's like oh i just made it and he was like you just made this pie and she's like yeah i made it from scratch and then she says i don't know why you always buy so many apples the kids don't like them and uh and then then it goes back to his face and his face is all bloated up and then all of a sudden you start seeing his neck split open and all this blood running down his chest and then you see the razor blades coming out of his throat and he faces old bastard got what he deserved and he goes face down in a plate and then his wife just comes up and kisses on his head and says happy (laughs) happy halloween dear yeah yeah so what a cool movie pretty cool cool of the ending man um I guess the gist of the movie, guys. I mean, it's um. It's I enjoyed a, this movie. I I thought it was fun to watch. Uh, it's one of I hadn't those, seen it in years, and and it's one of those movies. It's one of those movies where you know if you're at home and you're bored, like I want to see the fuck out of what movies do I have, and yeah. you haven't seen it in a while. It's one of those you can just throw in. You're gonna like it. Oh yeah, you know, you, you know it, it's a fun movie. It, it's it's uh. It's it's definitely something you want to watch around Halloween because yeah. it you know takes place on Halloween night and it's all about yeah the sure. scare you know yeah, yeah great movie guys I would definitely recommend it you know um, I wouldn't recommend to watch it with your kid I remember I watched it when I was younger and I mean great you can cover your kid's eyes that's what my parents did my older sister and brother did there's 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 not there's not a terrible amount of there's a like nudity. There's probably six know. scenes that have brief, brief nudity, brief yeah. nudity in it. Yeah. You know, so you can you can cover up the kids' eyes for that brief amount of time. Yeah. And I mean, you know, there's cussing in it, of course, but that's just, words are words to me. I yeah. Oh yeah. You know, you just got to teach your kids not to say those words. Right. You know. Right. But uh, but yeah, I would definitely recommend it and for sure check it out we're gonna do probably two and three and we're gonna do at a later date at a later date sometime we're gonna get around that stuff because um you know like we said before we're gonna be doing urban legends and haunted you know houses and paranormal stuff and just stuff about demons like i um i want to do um some stuff on just demon like valak and oh yeah and um you know Bilal. right and stuff like that yeah yeah and oh, yeah. um, stuff and like. And of course, we'll talk about Satan. Um, yes, aka my five-year-old. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know he's. Wow. Not he's not that bad. He's a great kid, actually. He's just a little brat sometimes. But anyway, uh, yeah, and um, I think our next episode we're gonna try and do an urban legend. Okay. And I think yeah. we're talking about possibly doing uh. Doing the Vanishing Hitchhiker, right? Ooh, yeah. I've, I've got a lot of stories about the Vanishing Hitchhiker. So I think, One of the biggest is Resurrection Mary, and yeah. we'll talk about her. Yep. So definitely on the Quite next episode, guys, we're going to be doing um, doing an urban legend. What we're going to try to do here for the first few episodes is give you guys um, examples of what we're going to be doing. So like the first one, this one, was about a movie, Night of the Demons. The next one, we're going to do Urban Legend. And then after that, we'll probably do like a, uh, I don't know, a haunted place, you know, like uh, Westminster, or not Westminster, but, um, gosh dang it, I'm drawing a blank on it. Waverly. Waverly Hills, that's what uh, I was thinking. Waverly Hills or... Limp Mansion or something, you know, I mean, just a haunted place. The Overlook, something like that. Um, We may even talk about the Goatman's Grave in St. James. Yeah, there's no telling, because this is is where we're from, you know, we're in this area. Uh, 
And we're also going to be getting into just random, like uh, <clears throat> the or, origin of vampires. Yeah. We'll get into yeah. that um, and have an episode about that, origins of werewolves. It, we're going to give you guys as much as we possibly can because yeah. we love talking about it. So, And we're goofballs, so we'll talk about stuff like, you know, what would happen if a vampire bit a werewolf. Yeah. Um, or, you know, if a werewolf <laughs> bit a zombie. It's um, all kinds of random. How do you get a witch pregnant? Uh, you know, just goofy. No. <laughs> but um, yeah, definitely, definitely um, going to get into, um, like I said, our next episode will be an urban legend, and it's going to be about the vanishing hitchhiker. So, um, and then after that, we'll do the paranormal one, and then probably after that, We'll get into like um, more movies, more movie stuff. You know, we just want to give you guys some examples at first, and then it's going to be random and sporadic. Yeah, we're not going to be. It's going to be whatever the hell we want to do. Yeah, basically, basically, (laughs) we're going to be like, uh, "Hey, man, we want to do this week," and then whatever we say, that's what it's going to be. Maybe two movies in a row, maybe freaking two urban legends. Who knows? Yeah. Um, You know, and there may be times where we end up doing a new movie that maybe you guys haven't even heard of. yeah, you know? well, we're going to be doing definitely movies that are uh, maybe not new, but stuff that people either A, forgot about, or just didn't get out there. Right. Hell, people listening now may not even know about this movie. Exactly, which is awesome, man. That's the whole point. So our family, our horror family, gets put on to all right. of this, you know? Right. They may only know about the remake. You know, and maybe they, you know, think, oh, remake. I didn't know that was a remake. Yeah. I need to go back and watch the original. Sweet. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, but like there's movies like the g- great movie and I'm going to go watch it again is uh, Near Dark. Yes. I haven't watched that in a long time. I haven't watched that in a, in, I can't even tell you how many years. Yeah. It's probably been 15 years since I've seen that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's probably about how long it had been since I had seen this movie. You yeah. Know, I had watched it a long time ago and I had... Not really forgotten about it. I just haven't watched it. It's just to the wayside. And that's the whole point of the podcast, guys and family. We're just here to put everybody into this stuff. Yeah. And by the way, this is kind of a hard movie to find. Um, In fact, the only way we could find it was on YouTube. (laughs) It sounds like it's weird. That's a hard movie to find, but I got it on YouTube. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, well, I tried renting it. Yes. And it's not in the video store that we have anyway. Um, And buying it, I tried to buy it. I thought I had seen it at the stores, but I could never find it. So I got online. I did find it online that I yeah. could have bought it, but, uh, you know, Amazon had it. Yeah. Um, ha- Amazon had some crazy versions that were like, I don't know, 70 bucks or something like yes, that. Yes. I was like, what? One of those movies that, but luckily it's on YouTube. So, yeah. Yeah. You so. Know. You get, and it looked really good on YouTube. Oh, yeah, I've watched it on my cell phone. Yeah, we ran it through my TV, and it looked fantastic. Yeah, so, you know, that's some, one way for you guys to get these. We're going to try and give you guys, if we can, tips on getting a harder movies to get. You know, um, there's just a lot of them out there that are just so rare, and you have to pay a freaking ridiculous amount of money right. to get them. Right. It's crazy, right. you know. But um, luckily, most of the great ones, you know, are... Yeah, yeah. Or, or well, what's that? We just seen that thing on Facebook that uh, Phantasm was playing in freaking uh, theater, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would freaking love to see that in theater. Yeah. Even now, I'll go watch it in theater. I love it when they do that. Uh, at theaters down here, I'm sure they do it everywhere, but down here, they have like Thursdays and they play like older movies. Right. You know, right. on Thursdays and stuff like that. Speaking of Thursday, 
next Thursday. Oh yeah, Halloween 2018. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm so excited. Cannot freaking dude. wait, man. And uh, to be honest, guys, we're probably we may do an episode on that once we watch it. So yeah, yeah. um, just. Uh, yeah, we'll have to see how that works out. Yeah, mm-hmm. because. I don't want to spoil nothing for anyone. No, no. So we may wait a few weeks, but we might I'm record saying, it, but we won't release it. Release for a it, few yeah. Weeks. We'll probably record it one, but we won't. Re- so if anything comes out afterwards, after you know, say we drop it in a month after a movie comes out, but there's stuff yeah. that's coming. If out you about haven't it, seen it within a month of it coming out, shame on you. Yes, you get out there and you see that, and you put go make wow, sure I you just shamed our audience. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. Sometimes you got to shame your family into doing things they need to do. Uh, but, uh, no, get out there and support the movie. This is yeah, what we need. For sure. This is what we need, everybody. We need people to put money in these horror movies. That way they keep being making movies mm-hmm. and putting them out there and they get good blockbuster hits right off the bat, you know? Yeah. That way oh, you, yeah. you know, it keeps the franchise alive. It keeps the genre alive. Yeah. Yeah. Y- you know, it's, there's some really cool stuff coming out at this time of the year. You know, Netflix just released a really cool series called the haunting of Hill house. Um, and it's based off the book and the two movies, mm-hmm. uh, The Haunting. Um, you know, I'm about three or four episodes into it, and it's been pretty creepy. Yeah. So. I um I don't know. You know, I, I don't watch too much Terrible Amount TV, but that's a good thing about having both of us is that, you know, we can kind of focus on different things. Yeah. You know, I, I tend to watch the TV series like... Um, Paranormal State. They used to be. Um, yeah, yeah. There was another one. Oh, what was it called? Um, Paranormal Witness. Witness. Yeah. And we're going to get into a lot of those too. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And um, so, guys, I think that's going to be it, really, for the podcast today. We uh, we should be dropping this maybe tonight if I can maybe get it edited down. And, but anyway, it's not going to matter because you're not going to get this till you get it. So you don't know yeah. when we're dropping it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, guys, uh, thanks for listening and um, keep it creepy. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, until, everybody. Until next time. <laughs>